Don't be so hard on yourself, no. Gotta forgive, gotta let go. Everyone trips, everyone falls. So don't be so hard on yourself, no. That song has such a deep meaning to me, and it really resonates with me. When I think about this song, I really think about my battle with methamphetamines. And I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, Andrew, you have perfect teeth. Oh my gosh, Andrew, your skin is flawless. And while you may be right, um, I have had to deal with methamphetamines. I know um, when you think of meth, you probably think of Midwest Caucasian people with leathery pockmarked skin and fucked up teeth, right? What you may not know is that methamphetamines has hit the um, black gay culture very, very, very hard. Um, I think when you're dealing with a segment of the population that's already dealing with um, pressures of society as to what they should and shouldn't be, that are already looking for an escape from their reality, meth is the perfect escape. What you may or may not know is it causes your brain to pump out like six times the normal amount of endorphins that you would normally get when you're happy. So it puts you in a state of euphoria. It puts you in a state of reprioritizing your priorities. And before you know it, five years have passed and you've been stagnant in the exact same spot. Moving from couch to couch, baggy to baggy, pipe to pipe, and sex party to sex party. For a while, that was my motherfucking life. And while I can't say that I am completely on the other side of it, right now my my life does not revolve around the pipe. It does not revolve around meth. So I'm going to uh, talk to you about what even led me down this path and maybe it'll help you if you're dealing with the same situation or give you insight if you know somebody who is dealing with this situation. As for me, my last story I told you guys about me finding out that I was HIV positive. Well, what I didn't tell you was um, right around the beginning of when I found out that I was positive, I was really in a deep state of depression. Um, thoughts of why me, how did I put myself in this position? How am I going to date anybody? Who's going to want to have sex with me? Who's going to want me? How is my social media following going to receive that? Am I going to be now the token HIV boy? All of these thoughts I had in my head, and it really put me in a state where I was willing to do anything to avoid my reality, which was, you're now positive. You're now a statistic. Um, I met this older man off one of the hookup apps, and he asked me that I party. I didn't know what the fuck that meant, but hell, it sounded better than the depression that I was feeling. So, he came over, he opened up a little suitcase, he, he had a eyeglass hold like a, like a for glasses a, ga a glasses case he opened it up and had a little baggie of this pop rock type consistency um white crystallized substance and i didn't know what the fuck it was but i saw his ass open up a fresh needle he took that crystal powder he pulled the plunger off the back of the needle he poured the crystal powder into the back of the needle put the plunger back on it um he had me warm up some hot water he stuck the needle in the hot water. He drew the water up. I watched the crystal substance uh, dissolve into the water. He put a tourniquet around my arm. He wiped my vein with the alcohol 
pad. He stuck the needle in my vein. He pulled the plunger back. I saw the blood flash. And then he pushed the plunger all the way down. Took off the tourniquet. And when you are doing meth, especially for the first time, especially if you're injecting it, as soon as it gets to your heart, it gives you the sensation to cough. And then immediately thereafter that cough, it goes to your brain and you're in this overwhelming state of euphoria especially the very first time you do it all i wanted to do was fucking get fucked that's all i wanted to do suddenly my hiv was a non-fucking factor suddenly my depression was gone suddenly i felt fucking awesome and that there is what opened up pandora's box because for years after i would have to deal with this beast and um i'm gonna but finish up when we get to the next five minutes that I can talk. I'd like to think of myself as a newly leased vehicle with low mileage, but the reality is I've racked up so many goddamn city miles that if I turn this car back into the dealership, they're going to charge me. I mean, I like to think of myself as a thought in remission. I like to think of myself as a clean motherfucker on the inside. You know, a type of motherfucker that's been blessed by the Holy Ghost and born again. But the reality is, baby, all the bodies that I've caught, all the sex that I've had, all the sex parties I've been through, bitch, please, it's only a figment of my motherfucking imagination. Your boy has been a hoe. And crystal meth has been a large part of that. Again, it keeps you in a state where you're uninhibited. So you're likely to fuck people that you wouldn't normally fuck if you were of sound mind and sound judgment. You're, you're liable to do things you wouldn't normally do if you were of sound mind and sound judgment. Um, I think I'll probably will start my meth chronicles on this application as well. If you go to my YouTube page, Andrew Braxton. I have videos of me talking about my experiences with meth, um, sex parties, and vivid hallucinations that I've experienced. L let me just talk about the hallucination aspect of it. When you're up for so many days, because meth keeps you up, you don't fall asleep. You already suffer from sleep deprivation. Coupled with sleep deprivation with this illicit substance, baby, when I tell you... You will hallucinate out of your fucking mind. I have been through situations where I've heard voices that were as clear as you talking to me right now. Voices in my head that just would not stop. My subconscious talking to me loud. Me seeing shadows of people in the corner of my eye. Or me seeing doors open. Or me thinking that someone's following me in the car and they're they're blinking their high beams at me like the thing about it is th this isn't a drug where you where you black out and you don't remember you remember every fucking thing that you do you remember the 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 the, <laughs> the ugly people you fucked you remember the trains getting ran on you you remember your hallucinogenic experiences this isn't the type of drug where you black out and you can just say oh well i don't remember there's no memory lapse here baby you remember this shit you know you may lie to yourself you may want to put yourself in a state of denial but oh you remember getting that train ran on you by them ugly motherfuckers that you don't talk to anymore Okay. <laughs> hey, did I, did I tell you guys I have a funny sense of humor? I gotta laugh at my pain or else, hell, where would I be? Okay. So, I, I had to get to a place where I, first of all, had to admit 
that I have a problem. I think we oftentimes do things that are self-harming, but we tell ourselves that we're in control of it. Especially we as adults, we like to think that we're in control of everything. And it's only when uh, certain behaviors that you recognize that are outside of your designated norm that you realize, bitch, okay, this is getting the best of me. I think for me that happened when I had got a good a good job, a good Holy Ghost God-fearing job. And I lost that bitch. I lost that bitch because even though now I was making money, I had now had disposable cash, disposable income that I could now invest in the meth. But the meth would keep me up all weekend long. And by the time Monday came around, bitch, I won't know good for work. Because for me, when I'm doing the meth, my communication skills plummet. And I was working in a call center. So plummeting communication skills and call center are not necessarily something that you want in the same sentence or equation. So, you know, it was obvious that something was going on with me. And over time, I just became unreliable and I ended up losing a job. And that's what made me realize, okay, bitch, you got a problem. You are exhibiting behavior that is unbecoming of an adult that isn't like you. And you need to get yourself out of this situation, which kind of caused me to move down to Richmond, Virginia from D.C. Because D.C., hell, is so accessible. If you, can, if you can't walk to it, you can Uber to it. If you can't Uber to it, you can Metro to it. If you can't Metro to it, you can catch a bus to it. It's just so accessible. So I had to make a move that was best for me. And I moved down to Richmond, Virginia.